You watching me glow, you watching me go I'm all in my zone, I'm holding my own I'm feeling like Bane, I'm breaking your bones I am a blur, black and a nerd So this is my own, this is my zone And this is a show you already know like My grand blur, YouTube blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Cosplay blur Welcome to Blur Vision, your window into the world of all things geek, movies, TV, or news. We talk about it every week. It's your boy Jay Bizzle with <laughs> uh, Sizzle. Samia. <laughs> <laughs> and Jason. All right. We are outside of the watchtower this week. Mm. We have gone down back to Earth and I wouldn't call it a superhero cafe, <laughs> but it's kind of superhero cafe. It's kind of like uh, those comedy segments where Batman and Superman are always in the cafe. Yes, the yeah. how it should have ended videos. Yes. Yeah. So if you hear background noise or music, that's them filming a hishi in the background. <laughs> 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 Keep it down, Batman, Superman. <laughs> All right. So this week we've got DC TV. We've got the Lego Movie drop this week. Oh yeah. Yeah. Me and my buddy Jason have seen it. Three word review. Everything was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen it, but I'm a guest. Best Batman movie ever. Yes. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Very this, this, yes. This one time, uh, Because Batman does apply. It really does. Yes. <laughs> no spoilers. Oh, man. Um, we've also got some trailers that dropped. Man, this music is awesome. We've got a soundtrack yeah. this, this week. This is the best soundtrack ever. <laughs> I apologize for the background music. And it's so preppy and awesome. Oh, man. So me. <laughs> it's very CW right now. It really is. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and we are a racially diverse cast, so. Yeah. yeah. And, and non-threatening. And yeah. non-threatening. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we got the DC TV, Lego Batman. We got a few trailers like Iron Fist dropped. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. And we've got some light geek news, including a follow-up to our last little uh, tidbit about the Batman director. Hmm. We're going to figure out who he is now. Yeah. <laughs> OMG. All right, but let's start with iTunes reviews. We got one this week. And it wasn't Woo-hoo. me. And it wasn't Arsenio. <laughs> <laughs> it was Sam this week. It's like S-A-M. Sam. All right. It is from Ronin Comics and is a five-star review. Entertaining and fun. I enjoy the podcast, man. With the opinions of fellow nerds, I can enjoy Monday mornings and other times I need to kill time. Thanks, guys, for the podcast and others reading reviews. Definitely listen to these if you are nerdy. And follow them on Instagram. They have memes at the Blurred Vision. But I know the question. At the Blurred Vision? Who am I? <laughs> Who's Where the Blurred Vision? I? What is yeah. this for again? Who am I? <laughs> thank you, Ronan. Uh, that was the only review this week, but I just want to thank everybody that gives reviews. I yeah, mean, we're up to 34 really already. Wow. That's yeah. great. Nice. Yeah, that's yeah. really helpful. Can I can I do a babe's roof real quick? Can I like, point out to the like the pitcher's mound and yeah. whatever? Yeah. yeah. All right. Knock it out the park. 100. 100 reviews by the end of the, end of the year. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I think that's a good goal. We could get to it. Yeah. Until we get there. Yeah. We do like February. three a week. Who's yeah. going to be our next three? <laughs> Find out next time. You know you want to be <laughs> next. <laughs> Tune in. <laughs> Again, you lose the reviews. We'll read them out on the air. Um, let's move on to podcast questions of the week. Ooh. Numero uno. Favorite Super Bowl trailer. 
I gave everybody a list of six. Everything from Logan, Transformers, Fast and the Furious 10, where the fuck it is. <laughs> <laughs> Stranger Things, Pirates of the Caribbean, and Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. I'll throw it out there first. I said Stranger Things was my favorite. Mm-hmm. Simply because yeah. it showed me something very new and very surprising. One of my favorite horror movies is The Mist, the Stephen King adaptation. Yeah. I've right. seen it. I yeah, love the, a great movie. The, the, the Cthulhu at spoilers for Mist, but <laughs> toward no the end, there's like a Cthulhu aspect where yeah. like there's giant monsters that roam the planet, yeah. like giant tentacle beasts that like are like shrouded in like the distance and mist in the horizon and stuff. Freaking epic. Sold. That moment in the Stranger Things trailer where there's a flash of lightning in the distance mm-hmm. and you see that giant Cthulhu tentacle creature in the distance. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> Not? Fuck yes. It's like Hellboy. Remember yeah. like the scenes yeah, in like, the yeah. future Hellboy Apocalypse like, World? The best way I could describe it is like Stranger Things like the perfect love making of like all horror elements. Like, yeah. Season one, the, so they introduced all the callbacks like they use and out with like Halloween and Ghostbusters and even the, the whole Cthulhu Lovecraft stuff. It's like such a good blend of great stuff. Yeah. yeah. Did you see the promo where they have like the Ghostbusters outfits for Halloween? Yeah. For the best Ghostbusters out- uh, costumes ever. Like, yeah. <laughs> what yeah. kids have outfits like that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> were those out? Were <laughs> Not at all. I mean, <laughs> all right, so what did you guys think? What were your favorite, what was your favorite Super Bowl trailer of last week? Well, I, I had commented on your on the post, like, do you even count those as Super Bowl trailers? Because except for Stranger yeah. Things, everything was released earlier in the day. Yeah. True. So for that simple reason, I think I think most people are going to pick Guardians because it yeah. was like one of the... Hmm. I, I think right now the movies uh, and test screenings is rating a perfect hundred. Yeah. People are excited about this movie. But personally... I went with Stranger Things because yeah. it actually debuted during the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. so it actually was a Super Bowl trailer, and just for all the reasons right. that you guys said, like, who's not excited for Stranger Things? Yeah. But you enjoyed the, did you enjoy the original series? I did. Yeah. I loved it. Um, we always make the joke, or not. it's really not a joke, that when we complain about movies, that they really need the fans to write the movies. Like, right. I feel like the people who wrote this show are fans. Yeah. Like, the they're fans <laughs> of the 80s and 80s movies. Yeah. And, 80s you know, they know their genre, they know their fan base. Mm-hmm. All right, what do you think, Sam? Um, well, just because I haven't watched Stranger Things yet, like the first season, I know, I know. It. Highly recommend. Everything no. is like, we're trying. She's not really, she's not really big on horror. Okay. We're getting there. Okay. Right, but but like from what I've heard of like the aesthetic and the way it's written, like I'm I'm into like horror elements. I'm just not into gore, you know, so I always like have that cautionary While you're moment. talking, it's every woman is playing in the back. <laughs> It's a Samia show. And so Wonder Woman. Hard okay. yeah. segue. Um, but so I guess like all of all the things I'm most excited for of those trailers, I'm actually most excited for Logan. Okay. Just because I love the aesthetic of it so much. It's some I haven't seen that Road Warrior element oh well God, done in a movie yet. I didn't put that in the list. I'm You sexist. didn't? No, it wasn't one of the six. Sorry. Did you just say Logan? Oh, is it Logan? I said Logan. Oh, is it Wonder Woman? No, Logan. <laughs> oh. I was like, oh, obviously, I'm most excited Wonder for Wonder Woman. Wonder was a no Woman. show for the Super Bowl. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> no, I'm most excited for Logan. Okay. Out, just out of all of those, because like I'm just excited for the aesthetic of the movie and the way they're doing it, and okay. just like, just hyped. All right. Yeah. To me, Stranger Things, like Jason said, it was like it was the fresh one. The other one we got early in the day, where we've seen stuff before. This mm-hmm. just came out of nowhere, and you're like, holy shit! That's what makes Super Bowl trailers like so fun and refreshing that you get a sneak peek of something you hadn't seen. Yeah. yeah. Now everyone's like, oh, we'll just leak it early, and they'll get to that. It's like, no, if you just show it here the first time, then it's it has an impact. Yeah, because yeah, the excitement when that came out was like palpable. Like yeah. nobody, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think anyone was expecting that. No, it was no. like a cultural like yeah. explosion. It's like what? <laughs> I heard I heard less about the about the Falcons fucking up and then more about Stranger Things too. 
True. That's the thing. When your Facebook statuses switched to being about the game to like the best trailer. Yeah. Pretty much. But I agree with you, Jason. It, it, not even just that they didn't air during the Super Bowl to make them Super Bowl trailers, but like a lot of them just felt like re-edits of the trailers before to make like right. commercials. Yeah. But Stranger Things actually shows something new and very big. Yeah. And it really was a debut, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. And unexpected. I did not see something like that imagery coming from uh, Stranger Things. Right. Because they had like that little small Demi Gorgon thing. I didn't expect them to ever tease something big like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm going to be honest, it kind of also tickled my Godzilla, Godzilla fetish. Like a little bit. Jolly monsters! That's my thing. <laughs> All right. What did the people vote the for? The people decided with you. Logan. Okay. Really? Wow, Logan I was expecting out. Guardians. Yeah. No, Guardians was actually one, two. It was actually slightly behind Transformers. Damn. Really? What yes. the fuck? Yes. And I, think, I think it's based on just the Super Bowl trailer, though. Yeah. Maybe. Mm, yeah. That added of it, yeah. Tallied it up. Okay. <laughs> wow. I'm surprised. Yeah. I'm very surprised. It was Logan, Stranger Things, and Stranger Things and Logan were very close. Like, it was about 40, 42. Okay. Oh, okay. And with the Transformers, then Guardians, then Pirates, and Fast Five. I keep saying Michael Bay knows how to cut a good trailer. The he movies does. might suck, he but does. he knows how to cut a damn good trailer. Where are these Transformers Ultra fans that are like, I can't wait until the next Transformers. I've loved them all since one. Like, Why did you sound like a robot they? at first? I can't wait. Transform. <laughs> <what> they are. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a room of fanboys that are like, look, people still want Transformers. See? And they point to the room. <laughs> yeah, the whole room. They all look alike. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's move on. Where these Fast and Furious fans coming from, though. I mean, I like those movies. I, it's good. I've only seen a couple. I haven't seen them all yet. I, like, I've not seen the more ridiculous ones. I know they're not good movies, but sometimes I'd like. Uh, no, I, it's a but bro it's movie. like it's fine that it's a bro like racing movie. I just feel like occasionally you might want some variation, like oh. another type of racing. These are the movie same people. That. No offense to all the you know, superhero fans out there that were more excited for the Batman without knowing anything about it. It's true. <laughs> than yeah. other stuff, you know what I mean? Fair. Your yeah. excitement isn't necessarily, you know, what a gauged on what you're given. It might right. just be like your preconceived notions of it. Right. Yeah. I guess. That's true. Um, so let's move on to the next podcast question. And this was based on our conversation of last week this about what people would want um, from Gotham and Arrow if they would enjoy flash forwards in the series. You know, Arrow, we talked about before, yeah. Arrow's flashbacks are wrapping up this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wouldn't it be cool maybe to get some you know, flash forwards? Yeah, some John Dickel Jr. and older <laughs> Oliver Queen <laughs> flash forwards. We're from Barry. We're not fucking with the past. We're going to the future. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and also Gotham, you know, with the. Right, we talked last week about, you know. Just uh, take a time the, jump. The yeah, our biggest jump. feels being about yeah. from. Bruce Wayne and Goth and uh, Joker, why not just, you know, actually focus on those elements in the future mm-hmm. and actually give the fans what they want. Just kill off Gordon, please. Yeah. Or show us like something huge that's happening in the future and then the show is about the background of that. Like we up to that. Yeah. Oh my god, Sam, write this freaking show, please. <laughs> <laughs> we all need to be working in the writers' rooms, obviously. So do we even go around the circle in this one? Obviously yeah. everyone said yes. <laughs> Especially since it came out of our conversation from last week, I think we just go straight to the people. Yeah, and then you know which they like thought would do better with flash forwards, Gotham or Arrow? Mm-hmm. You get to choose one. Which one? Gotham. 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 Yeah, as, <laughs> by as, far, by far, Gotham. Because Arrow does fine as it is. I feel yeah. like Gotham is the show that would really benefit yes. from something like that. Yeah, exactly that. Uh, what are you gonna say here today? Though I will say. As much as I want, like, the Gotham Year one with, like, Bruce and Jerome, yeah. I really want an Arrow Beyond. Old Man Arrow. Because one, <laughs> Old Man Ollie. Two, 
a black protagonist as the main character. Just saying. That would be fun. <laughs> it's the biggest thing. Like, fun. we're giving you black lightning. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. You don't need yeah, more he's than gonna, one. He's you had Jimmy Olsen. It's <laughs> <laughs> always what it is. Yeah. We gave you one. <laughs> That might come back later. Oh, that will. <laughs> I'm holding it back just for you right now. And we're also in public. I don't know if this is going to work. We'll get there. Tease of Iron Fist. Your rant, right. instead of getting bigger and bigger, you're going to get like under the table at some <laughs> point. Like, <laughs> All right, our last podcast question was a comparison of Cyborg and DCEU with Ryan Reynolds' Green Lantern. And just how much CGI is too much? I never actually compared the two until I saw one of my followers make the comparison. I was like, mm. huh, his entire body is CG, yeah. just like Ryan Reynolds. You know, and that looked weird. Yeah. I'm going to get a lot of shit for this. Yeah. But I'm at the point where I say that Ryan Reynolds looks better in comparison right now. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. I think I'm going to agree. Looking at it right now, yeah, I'm agreeing. Because what, what kills me is, one, it's a very busy design. Yes, I know what they're going for. It's for the Transformer aspect. But you slim down the actor. Yeah. He's a big buff dude. He's bigger than the CG body they gave yeah. him. Yeah. It kills me. Yeah. And like, unless he's like Doomsday, he's going to keep changing throughout the fucking movie. Yeah. DC fans love like, that evolve. <laughs> it's like Savitar with a jawline. Yeah. Basically. That's yeah. all it is. It looks just, it's so convoluted and messy looking. Like, it's busy. It's way too busy. Too busy. Like, where are the gears in that? Like, yeah. where are the joints? Like, what? Well, that? yeah. No, what kills me aesthetically is, like, what's cool about, like, mecha designs, especially as an artist, is that you get to play with the different angles that the sheen mm -hmm. hits mm -hmm. the surface. And in something like that, you don't even know where one piece ends and the next one begins. Yeah. It's yeah. just, like, it's really muddy. Shout out to some of my followers. They, they refer to it as a tinfoil design, and I really agree. It Ooh, looks like it looks like crumpled yeah. up tinfoil yeah. for wow. real. I got it. That's what you like in the center. You your cyborg cosplay. Yeah, I just <laughs> just crumpled tinfoil over my whole body. That and on my post and your post, I keep seeing the jokes about cyborg missed out on leg day. Yes, his legs Damn. just so tiny, so skinny. So next podcast podcast question of the week: Who would you like to see as cyborg? The one we have now, or just Jordan in a cyborg cosplay? <laughs> People are like, how could they even make that look realistic? I'm like, I don't know. Some cosplayers do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've seen other cyborg cosplayers that were like, I remember, exactly. on. I remember the one of the one that you posted a while back that was like insanely good. He looked just like the animated series he was cyborg. Huge. Yeah, they could do it. I, I know they could. And someone else, someone said that I really agree with is that CGI should accentuate what's there, improve yeah. upon it, but right. not be entirely what's there. And also make like disjointed parts seamless. It's there to kind of like blur everything together so it looks more realistic when it would normally look j disjointed. But yeah. it's not meant to be a piece of itself. It's kind of, yeah, it's kind of like what we do with Marvel and like the Iron Man suits where it's like he, he wears like parts of it like the torso. Mm -hmm. And you that. can yeah. see each individual Which part. Which do. If it's just the actor in a green suit just walking around <laughs> 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 You're not going to be an actor it's hilarious. You can't <laughs> fucking like work with that. That's what, that's what even like screwed over Ryan Reynolds. He's just like I didn't know what I looked like until I saw the movie. Yeah. Yeah and that's fucked. You don't want to have that. CG very much could become a crutch very quick. Yeah, um, it it's is. like, yeah, I'm a big fan about practical effects. That's why I love somebody like Guillermo del Toro that uses mm. loses, mm -hmm. uses practical effects and it enhances it with CG. And I mean, we've seen the examples from way too much CG, like a George Lucas prequel, to <laughs> a movie that just uses cheap CG that you could just tell that it looks like TV quality on the big screen or even worse. Yeah. And then it's just a movie that just it ends up looking like a video game, which, not to bring it up again, BVS. <laughs> Those fight scenes are basically video game fight scenes. Yeah. Right. It, I mean, there's no weight to it. It is Arkham Knight. That's what yeah. I like about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that yeah. fight scene, but I'm thinking more like the superhero battles, like with the flying around with him and Doomsday or him and Zod. Yeah. It felt too video gamey to me, and to me, that doesn't have any weight. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're gonna get to get a lot of that in Justice League just by the design of Cyborg. Yeah. Well, and I also feel like between the two characters, Green Lantern and Cyborg, you can at least make the kind of like superhero power logic work with the CG on Ryan Reynolds yeah. because of the nature of his powers. Yeah. Whereas yeah. like Cyborg is supposed to be a solid suit. So the fact that it looks so messy when it's mecha, it like just doesn't make sense. Like I wanna see it in motion. But I'm also scared to see it in motion because I feel like if it looks already kind of fake and like stills, yeah. what's it gonna look like with that head floating around? And he's walking around talking to people. Like, you know, <laughs> hey, Batman, I'm not floating head. What's up? <laughs> Bobblehead bear. Yeah. I, I just had like a freaking that's so Raven moment just now. You ever seen like the? It was this parody that was online where it was like the Watchmen, like Saturday morning Watchmen. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, Doctor Manhattan, he, he turns into a car. I just imagine like Cyborg turning into a fucking jet. He's like, Shut up. <laughs> and it's his head on a plane. I'm just like, oh god, that's horrifying. See, I'm so true. All I thought of was floating blue dick. Oh god! Oh god! You were right. I actually had a theory. I spoke about with Arsenio off mic that I'm hoping it would be true, and I, I think we both think it's a great, a good idea, but it probably won't happen. Like okay. they just announced that the uh, synopsis, supposed synopsis of Justice League, that Steppenwolf is searching for mother boxes, okay. and that is confirmed that one of the mother boxes is inside Cyborg, which mm-hmm. kind of feels a little bit like the Vision. Infinity Stone being inside <laughs> yeah. of Vision. Like, yeah. We already know Vision's getting fucked in Avengers. Justice League War. Infinity War. Did it. Yeah, they're gonna steal. You know, they they want the gem. He's probably gonna get fucked. I feel like the same thing's gonna happen. Cyborg, not that he's gonna die, but maybe his body will get trashed and he'll have to rebuild a new body and it will mm. actually be a more looking like the cartoon comic book actual body instead of that mother box design. Yeah. yeah. Hoping, wishing, probably won't happen. That's what the DC fans are expecting, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Just like with Doomsday, so 50 <laughs> 50 of that actually happens, yeah. but I like your theory. It keeps I hope it happens. <laughs> it's kind of crazy that now all I'm thinking of is like the Power Rangers suits and how afraid we were for those and how those look a little bit more coherent. They look amazing in motion. In yeah. Comparison. Like, oh my God. Like, yeah, they the look Iron really Man comparison, good. Like, when they're actually like moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, as a costume designer, like, I've zoomed in on those designs. Those things are super fucking detailed. Yeah. Like, like, the, like the little energy lines, like, glowing. Like, yeah. yeah. Movie could yeah. suck and it, might, it probably might. But. It's going to be pretty. It's going to be pretty. I'll be honest. I'm still crossing my fingers that way. All right, let's move on. We've got the Batman news. They have found a new director in the dude who did what? Was it Cloverfield? Cloverfield, Cloverfield. the t- last two Planet of the Apes movies. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I don't remember his name. I didn't write no, that's it down. That's not bad. Matt Reeves? Matt Reeves. So okay. So, it's, yeah, I don't know how I forgot that. <laughs> how do you guys feel about that? Did you like Cloverfield? Did you like the first two Planet of the Apes movies? I think we already talked about Planet of the Apes, and we did like them. Yeah. yeah. Planet of the Apes, yeah. we did like Cloverfield. I'm like, you also like giant monsters I'm already watching, even if it sucks. Mm-hmm. So I, I enjoyed the fuck out of Cloverfield. But this is the director. Again, like, what is the director's input really going to be if Ben Affleck's written this with Jeff Johns already? And like, mm-hmm. I guess it's his visual style, but like Cloverfield, I'm like, Cloverfield the Batman? Yeah, like, I don't really... <laughs> I mean, hmm. Well, I think well, the thing about Cloverfield that makes me have more faith in him is that that was it was very reliant on a consistent gimmick, but being able to get the storytelling across, which is yes. a huge challenge. Yeah, so I feel like without the crutch of like that gimmick in another movie, the person who is able to solve that challenge will actually do a really good job seeing the story and seeing like all these disjointed parts and then figuring out what is the best way to portray that. What is the best angle or what is the best like framing of the scene? Agreed. Because he had to do that so much to framing at the scene when all you can use is a shaky cam. Like, you have to become a master at is that. Is that the director or the cinematographer? This work is muddy. <laughs> like, what is there? You don't really know what a director's input is, like, without knowing True. what all of, like, the individual's, like, roles were. I think it's hard. It's hard I to know. Like, it is the hard. director is, like, basically just 
to direct to direct everybody else. Like that sounds dumb to direct, but, <laughs> like, but he's like the guy that like you know yeah you're a cinematographer and yeah you're the writer but like you're just separate people. He's the one that takes all those visions together. He has to sew it all yeah, together. Yeah, and I think one of the good things about and trust me he wouldn't have been he wasn't even on my radar. Like I was kind of pushing for Tim Miller. Um, now that Same. He's on Deadpool. Yeah. yeah, I definitely would have liked to have seen Tim Miller. But the, the one good thing about this guy is at least by doing those two um, Planet of the Apes movies, at least he knows how to work with a big production. True. This is a big production. You can't bring in mm-hmm. a first-time director who doesn't know how to work with effects and Just fight drink. scenes. So, Just I mean, this guy... Yeah. Yeah. And he'll, like, freak out yeah. at a big production, so too. at least this guy we know can handle a, a production of that size. So yeah. that's good going And for he's him. been on both ends of the spectrum, now that you mentioned that. Like, yeah. big production, yes. Planet of the Eight, small production, Cloverfield, exactly. which is a very good balance to have. Yeah. So it could work. Yeah, Not my first choice, but it could work. We'll see. Yeah, it's a big we'll see moment. I think it's still better than Ben Affleck wearing 800 hats. I don't. <laughs> I, want, I wanted to see behind the well, scenes of him directing people in the Batman suit. <laughs> <laughs> I need you to frame it like this. <laughs> don't talk like that. Somebody to me, bring please. me some grilled chicken. <laughs> Not direct. Make that All right, mean. let's keep it moving. Let's go on to the Iron Fist trailer that dropped. Whoa. Netflix, the last Defender has arrived. I'm getting like Captain America feels where it's like the like the first Avenger. Yeah. We're here, people. We are at the last step before the Defender series. For five years, he was stranded on learning martial arts. Yeah, yeah the Green Arrow comparisons me. are ample. <laughs> I was waiting for him like, right down to the five beard. years in hell. <laughs> right down to the beard. Yeah, fucking weird. Yeah. But not White to, guys wearing green get lost in like <laughs> some kind of shit. But not it wasn't five years. He was there since he was. I was thinking about that today. Because I saw there was an article about Stephen Amell weighed in on it. I was like, but he did. Five, yeah, yeah. I didn't read it. I didn't read. I didn't read it. But it said he had weighed in on fans' <laughs> you know, reactions. But I mean, it happened when he was a little kid. He spent most of his life there. So yeah. Uh, but yeah, blonde guy. You know, if you're Witcher and white and you get into a crash, you might die. But you might also become a superhero. <laughs> but you might be rich first, so it's not going to happen to me. Yeah, if you're just yeah. white, you're not going to make it. <laughs> you can't be just white. You better bleach that hair, boy. It's like, it's like <laughs> you actually were in like a horrible like accident and got stranded somewhere. Some monks would actually walk up to you and be like, do you want to become a superhero? Oh my God, I do. What is your financial situation? <laughs> <laughs> we are taking donations the, at the moment. The way my bank account is set up. <laughs> I am wealthy. Yeah. We're going Please to need your For the low, low forms. price of three million, we could teach you martial arts. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, I should leave you. <laughs> How rich are you? I have 30,000 followers. <laughs> Not good enough. God damn it. <laughs> we don't have Wi-Fi. That's what Shambhala so what did you guys think of the Iron Fish trailer? What we got of it? I'm excited. Yeah? Excited? Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to like it as much as the other ones, though. But really? that might be more because um, fighting is not as much my thing as, like, film noir. So, like, that's really unfair. So Jessica like, Jones naturally, I'm going to like Jessica Jones more in the end. But I'm excited. I'm excited for this story. And I'm excited to see another show where they have really good fight scenes and choreography besides Daredevil. Because yeah. we saw how good that can be in Daredevil. So I yes. really want to see it. I'm and really excited to see how they do it. This better be the 10th power of their devil. No, this better be better. And then we saw Luke Cage just walking past everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I really enjoyed it. And I really like the fact that the trailer like explained more of the story a little bit. Mm-hmm. So you kind of get a, an idea for at least the first act, maybe like the first four episodes of the show. Yeah, you so sort like, of know like where it's going to start off and yeah. like what you're going to have to keep track this of. This guy took his company. He needs to get it back. Asian people are bad. <laughs> Beat them up and get your company back. White but also like, West. let's be honest like of the four this is like it's the slightly more random one of all four characters I feel like in the Defenders I feel like he's a little more random I think it fits into a nice slice of like completing the um is quadrility a word? (laughs) 
<laughs> like the, the four pieces of the New York pie. The quartet. This is like the, the I think you mentioned before, Jason, like the upper scale like side of uh, The New Midtown. York. The sort of shinier. When you had said yeah. that yeah. in a film like Film Noir, that's what I was telling you last time about New York mm. Comic Con, that it yeah. had more, it almost looks more Avengers movie-like than the other shows. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I like that vibe. Yeah. It, it does yeah. make it feel like it's like the missing piece of like the Avengers yeah. bu- the Defenders puzzle. So but, I like it. But like in the same way that it seems more like a Marvel movie, I guess what I mean by more random is that like the other shows very much felt to me like they are shows in their own right, but then they're also leading to a Defender show. Whereas this, maybe because we're just so close to Defenders, feels like, yeah, we have to do this to get to Defenders. It like just Captain has America a little bit too. of that, remember, yeah. Remember yeah. the Captain America's like, promos where it's always like, exactly. the first Avenger, Avenger. it's happening. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, okay, calm down, bro. Like, yeah. we're going to pay for it. Yeah. It did feel like a prequel to Avengers, too. Yeah, yeah. It's funny compared because it was like this one. Oh, the last Defender, the first Avenger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shit, you're right, but I'm definitely excited. Like, as a big Kung Fu guy growing up when I was a kid, like, all the fight choreography, I'm just like, ooh, mm-hmm. show me up good stuff and like it looks amazing I'm glad his fist actually glows I was like how are they gonna yeah. make yeah I like their their take on it too instead of it being like a fire on the outside of his fist it's like a, a weird shimmering under his skin it's like his cheese flowing out from his fist yeah. it makes more sense because his power is coming from his inner cheese yeah. so now I'm gonna take all that trailer and edit it into a one punch man trailer <laughs> oh my god, oh my god. Do that. Yes. one punch <laughs> ta-ta <laughs> right yeah I'm definitely excited and like you guys said like you could see the style difference of all of them yeah. Like Daredevil was definitely like all the grungy and the grit. Luke Cage had all the attitude. Jessica Jones had all the trauma and different elements of that. And then Iron Fist is like, oh, this is what melds it all together. So then we get the fence. It's like, oh, everyone's fucked up, but this is why they combine. Gotcha. Yeah. What do you think, Jason? Oh, I, I love Our it. resident I, Iron Fist over I mean, here. <laughs> I mean, for me, you already know I loved it because I had already saw a lot of this stuff at New York Comic Con. So for me, this was just like a reminder of what I had already forgotten. But um, I'm totally on board. I, when you were saying that you felt like it felt, Sammy, that you felt different from everything else. I thought mm-hmm. you were going to bring up the fact that, yeah, even though Matt got his, you know, his abilities from a, an accident, right. everything else felt kind of grounded. This We're doing like, I don't even want to say like superpowers, but like mysticism. Like, mm. you know, the same way right. Dr. Strange brought magic into the, you mm-hmm. know, the movies, this is bringing, you know, mysticism, but I feel like it kind of ties together because we've been getting hints of that in Daredevil with the hand. Well, yeah. You know, Too much, I would argue, but yeah. 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 <laughs> no, Just but that's a little bit true. more fire face. Well, and I guess that, I guess that is what made me feel like a little different. Like, like more I have to have a little bit more of a suspension of disbelief mm-hmm. whereas like with Jessica Jones and with Luke Cage like it's from experiments yeah. so like even though they're not those aren't necessarily real either it's like there's a more grounded theory for where their powers yeah. come from than this but I don't mind it I think it's a fun difference I think this coming out after Doctor Strange works better for it yeah, yeah. I I'm surprised you agree, that actually. comparison that like you know instead of comparing it to Green oh, Arrow oh it's all the same shit oh you know again, <laughs> you have another another guy that goes to like you know an, an Asian city Iron and learns, Man, you know I mean, <laughs> have kung fu but you know yeah. like controversial rich, castings you learn something like, <laughs> oh controversial castings all right i don't want to get too deep into this and the <laughs> that'll be three hours later <laughs> yeah <laughs> and we're also public but <laughs> iron fist let's talk about the the elephant in the room i've talked about before my pod like my podcast but before you guys were on the podcast season one. right yeah season one episode seven the big iron fist explosion <laughs> mm-hmm. how do you guys feel about the casting of iron fist i've already kind of made my feelings on it known Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like it's just a misopportunity, especially in a world where we already have a white guy that knows Kung Fu and is fighting people, fighting Asian people in New York City. Yeah. Maybe this time it would have been nice if you had someone of a different color. Maybe, and we made the argument before, maybe someone Asian American. Mm-hmm. Danny Rand's a character, his whole thing is he's a fish out of water. What better race to have that be than an Asian American who's out of touch with their own culture? How many people who are second generation of their own country feel like they're like not like they're, they're, they're not, not truly part of, part of their own culture they're not part of their own culture exactly yeah so i feel like 
this would have been a good opportunity to do an Ultimate Universe kind of race change. <laughs> yeah. I'm not always an advocate for that. This mm-hmm. is not, and then this is not a situation where this is whitewashing because the character was originally white. Yeah. Right. But I would argue that it was washing, whitewashing, when it was back done in the comic book days in the 60s. Right. <laughs> because back then, it's the 60s. You got Black yeah. with Luke Cage. You got these cool Asian kung fu craze. But mm-hmm. what white kid's going to want to read that if it's not a, a white male doing right. kung fu? Plus, right. I'm pretty sure everybody who probably worked in the industry at that point was white. Yeah. yeah. So exactly. Like, right what you know. Writing what they know, yeah. Exactly. So fish out of water, bam, Dan Rand's a white guy. Mm-hmm. And now in modern day, I just feel like maybe it's time to change that. There's an opportunity to do so, and it would have thrust an Asian character into the mainstream, I mean, Asian superhero character into the mainstream spotlight. Yeah. I just want a world where a little Asian kid goes, that's my superhero. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. <laughs> Especially since, like, with the, with the lineup we have so far, like, Jessica Jones had her own series. Luke Cage had her own series. The Defenders themselves have already done a better job at diverse casting than even, like, most of the adventures in the cinematic True. universe. <laughs> yeah. So it would have been really nice and I feel like would have grounded it further and kept it a little bit more modern to have done that. I don't necessarily mind that they kept it the quote unquote continuity with like the original character. But again, like it's kind of whitewashing when you're reinforcing original whitewashing. <laughs> it's like you know, there's like a little bit of an argument. Second for both generation sides. whitewashing that <laughs> <Yeah>. thing. <laughs> So, so I'm happy with what we have, but I feel like missed opportunity is the best way to sum it up. That, like, yeah, I think some people are upset because it was a missed opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think? With me, like, when I first heard about the news, when people were like, oh, my God, Danny Rand should be Asian. I was like, well, in the comics, he is a white guy. Yeah. So I was like, for, like, continuity sakes and, like, how it's supposed to be since the first time we're getting it cinematically. Yeah. I was like, just how mm-hmm. it is. But once you mentioned, like, the whole the fish out of water element, second generation Asian, that because of their own culture, I was like, that's a great angle for it to, like, develop it. Mm-hmm. So it would be great if you if we would have had that because it's provided something new and refreshing. Yeah. You still get the character. But it, when I first heard of it, I was just like, just have him be white. And then when you put it, it's like, we also already have another white guy doing Kung Fu. It's like, oh, yeah. Because we like, already have Matt, too. Yeah, we already have Matt. He's, like, super everywhere. Madam Gal better make a comment about that. Hey, <laughs> white boys, no kung fu in this city. <laughs> All will be forgiven if she says that. Because yeah. <laughs> like, even thinking about it now, it's like, it reminded me of, like, when they did uh, the Ben Affleck Daredevil movie, mm-hmm. and they had Kingpin, but it was Michael Clark Duncan. Yeah. And even the director was like, he's got the size, he's got the build, but he didn't, we didn't really have, like, the right complexion. And yeah. he was like, you know what, that's stupid. If he can provide the character, then why not? So mm. they made Kingpin a black guy, and fuck it, he was awesome in that. Yeah, movie. like he was—he had the attitude, he had the charisma, and everything. I said, him and him, if, I would, if you could pair him and D'Onofrio up together, yeah, that would have been amazing to see. But it's the same thing. It's like it's a missed opportunity. Yeah. What do you think, Jason? I'm. Uh, you guys already know me. I'm. The, I'm, I'm a, all eyes we saved him me. for a last. We actually had a long time. text battle <laughs> before we came. I'm a differing opinion in the room, but I, I totally agree with what you said, and it is a missed opportunity, and it does sound like a great idea. But I'm just and speaking my man. It's, it's it's you no, as a fan, man. But yeah. I'm, and I think a lot of fans agree with this. I'm that guy that I'm all for comic book accuracy, at yeah. least for the first iteration of a character. And I right. feel like if this is how the character was conceived, then I get, I completely understand, you know, that it was a completely different world. When this was created, the same way yeah. as TV shows like All in the Family would never work. <laughs> like you know, people keep saying they keep remaking everything else. What could they never remake? You can't remake All in the Family. That was a product of its time. Yeah. Um, I feel like he was a product of his time. Yeah, it sucks, but that is the character. Um, and it has nothing even to do with race because, like, and um, I wasn't on the podcast at the time, but you guys know as my friends, I was very against. Uh, 
Suicide Squad's version of Joker just right. because mm-hmm. it was so different from the comic book. <gasps> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> it was like off the rails from yeah, the source yes. material in so comparison. So I'm, I'm all for comic book accuracy. I feel like um, I know one of the discussions we were having off mic was the whole Donald Glover for Spider-Man thing and I mm, feel like mm-hmm. at that point that now they're rebooting it after what five movies yeah. we've seen one on a third Spider-Man yeah. in less than even though it years. did take us five yeah. movies to finally get the Spider-Man we deserve yeah I would have been alright if they did Donald Glover as Spider-Man because we would already saw the white Peter Parker that grew you up in Queens you exactly. do but I feel like this is our first chance to see Danny Rand and the same way that there's little kids that would be like oh man look that got like a little Asian kid that would be like that looks like me there are kids that grew up on Danny Rand that like have been waiting for this that could look up and be like I've been waiting for that since I was five years old and I finally get to see it mm-hmm. granted though I see the other side of it is there's a million other characters out there that you could look at like, <laughs> but there are people that we are- got Daredevil America <laughs> the entire Avengers lineup. Yeah. <laughs> Except Black Widow and Sam Wilson. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Rose, he's, he's real hurt. But no, I hear what you're saying. And like, there's, there's an argument to be made for fans who just want to see it accurately portrayed to what it was in the comics. Because there are people who are fans of the original Iron Fist. That's yeah. the, right. totally fair. It's just that, you know, that other argument of like, maybe it's time for an update just because if you look at the context of all the other superheroes we already have, it might be more beneficial to actually, in this case, change the race. Mm-hmm. doesn't have to. That's why it's mm-hmm. an opportunity and not like, Something I'm gonna raise like a banner for. And no, like, it doesn't like feel like outwardly wrong. Yeah. It's just yeah. like it. It might have been nice because you know. On the other hand, like, why can't we just like jump a step occasionally for the yeah. sake of like helping more diversity <laughs> come into the? Co- but the comic industry is historically very male and very white, and so we're. We kind have to of, wait a turn. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Every time. We made the joke the other day. It's not against you, Jason. But when we were having the chat the other day, we made the joke that I'm like, yeah, we'll, we'll wait until all the white men have their fun. And then we'll get ours. And then, and then we'll get our interpretations. Meanwhile, <laughs> in my defense, I'm not. I'm only half white. No, it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> there is half of me that's being stomped on while the other half of me is being pushed up. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's true. Oh, man. But yeah, I... I think we all just agree that, you know, this is an instance where it might have been, it might have been cool to see an Asian Dana Rand. That would have been really interesting to watch. Yeah. It's a really cool different take on the character, too. I would love to see how that would have played out. And, like, to kind of like to my personal experience, like, when I found out recently, like, in Vulture Sin 2, the voice actors confirmed that Lance's actor, uh, Lance's character, is Cuban. Mm. And I'm Cuban, and I'm just like, I, wow, there's a character that is literally my nationality. Yeah, and that's a cool feeling. See how that doesn't make feel like good yeah. a little bit. It's like, yeah, <laughs> that's me, kind of. Because yes, I look extremely white, and I'm probably playing every white male character with a jawline. Yeah, but it's like, no, I'm like, I'm actually Hispanic. That's why I'm not looking at. It, but I'm like, wait, he's Cuban. He's me. Oh my mm-hmm. god. <laughs> Yay. So it's like to have someone to have that connection to that moment too. That was just like, kids need that. So yeah. In this day and age. And there's no Asian American heroes. None. No. Not one. Mm-mm. Like, no. for, like, just like, at least there's Black Widow for women, but like, there's, <laughs> there's no Asian American. How well is that Only, and then even worse, in Netflix world, they're all evil. Yeah. Every single Asian character is evil. Yeah. The but most that, neutral Asian characters were those, like, <laughs> the Asian landlord and her husband and, and Luke Cage. And what, was happened, and what happened to her? A building fall on her. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to look at it as, I mean, granted, we've had, going back to the 70s, we've had superhero movies. We've had, you know, the original Christopher Reeve Superman. We had, you know, in yeah. the 90s, Michael Keaton Batman. But the superhero genre really didn't get big until basically no. Iron Man exactly I would say Avengers old, is what blew yeah. it up so yeah. within the last decade so I'm comparing it to like comic books like the movies right now are kind of like the golden age that you're getting introduced to those first characters that first came out you know in comics now yeah. you're in your modern age where you have your Kamala Khan Miss Marvel you have mm-hmm. your Amadeus Cho Hulk you have Ironheart Silk yeah so well, my argument is that these 
new movies aren't based on the original comics. They're based on Ultimate, if anything. No, but what Especially I'm saying the is, in, yeah. in the, they're the Ultimates. Yeah. The, the first few movies we're seeing are those Golden Age movies, and now, because granted, yeah. um, Chris Evans isn't going to be Captain America forever. Tony, no. uh, to- shut your mouth. See, Robert, Robert Downey Jr. to me is just Tony Stark. RDJ, he's not going to be Tony Stark forever. So yeah. these yeah. people are going to have to retire. They're going to have to bring new people in. Either they're going to have to reboot entirely, or they're going to have to do like the Avengers: The Second Generation. Mm-hmm. To me, that's your opportunity to go more like you introduce the characters that basically made Marvel their money. Yeah. Now that we proved it as you know, because granted, it sucks, and I see the look on your face. No, I'm gonna just look. I'm like, I like your theory, but do you really think after RDJ steps down, we're gonna get a Riri Williams? <laughs> yeah, how sad, man. Like, oh my god, please, that'd be fucking cool as hell. I but would like, hope I so, it. but I don't know. But that is amazing. Yeah, that is. What? This is out of nowhere. You have a Riri Williams cosplay it, it pulled just up. Popped on my face. Serendipity. Thanks, Jarvis. <laughs> but I would think, if look, trying to look as you know, I'm sure a boardroom somewhere at you know Marvel Studios and then eventually Disney Studios is probably 90% white guys that would just sit mm. there like, you know, mm-hmm. we need to make a brand. What are we gonna do? Like, well, let's stick stick to the beginning. You know, right. Tony Stark. They weren't gonna at the very beginning sit there and go, well, let's just take a chance and do a Miles Morales because unfortunately, money does run the industry. Yeah. And they yeah. probably would have looked at it like, well, you know, statistics state. That 98% of white boys in America buy toys, so they're the only ones that are going to see this movie. But now that Disney and Marvel are a proven brand, they might be more willing to take chances, which is why we kind of, even though it's still kind Mm -hmm. of, it was a lot of the same, we got Guardians of the Galaxy, we got Ant-Man, you know, hopefully the next iteration of these movies will be something different, a little more groundbreaking, you know, especially, and I hate to say it, I really think it comes down to Wonder Woman, because if Wonder Woman fails, (laughs) all these again, white executives are going to sit back and be like, see, I told you, a movie about a woman will not work. No female confirmation bias. (laughs) So, I I really think if if, if Wonder Woman succeeds, and then Captain Marvel, Captain Marvel succeeds, and Black Panther succeeds, we will see these. And it it sucks that we had to wait almost a decade to get to it, but I kind to see both sides of it and I see why it took us that long to get to it because yeah. money does rule the world. Yeah. <laughs> Which describes like the history of race relations in a nutshell. Like, yeah. basically, <laughs> with time and a few key yeah. individuals making like blazing a path, yeah. we can all make it. Yeah. With years but it, and patience. It's true though. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's true. You know, it's the very big, true. The, you know, the biggest weakness is saying nothing. Yeah. yeah. You know, nothing gets done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. No, so, fingers crossed. I hope it all works out and I, I hope maybe maybe in ten years we'll get an Asian Danny right now. I'm looking four, well, three to five. Hoping, so? I'm hoping. And wow. I do want to Samuel say that with, within the industry yes. of creators, there's been a huge shift in diversity to the people who are in comics right now, and it's still way like the number of women in comics, the number of non-white people in comics is still way lower. Yeah. But it's mu- it's higher than it's historically been. The people who are creating these new comic True. titles. So now that we've hmm. gotten to this point, there is more of a foundation being laid down by people who are a little older than like a couple of us yeah. at this table but are already working in that industry so then our generation is on the next one to go work in that industry or to work and like preach this stuff and then I think it is building momentum Yeah. so that is what gives me some hope too like True. we have Wonder Woman coming out we have Captain Marvel coming out and Black Panther Yeah. I didn't know we were going to get this far with this stuff so all in due time. Yeah, I don't even, I don't even know forward. if you know. Um, totally Awesome Hulk, which is about a Korean ca- character, yeah. is written by a Korean writer and yeah. drawn by a Korean artist. So you would never she have never gotten that happened. in the sixties or seventies. Yeah. Oh, I don't yeah. even know if you would have gotten that in the eighties. Oh, actually, before we get out of the subject of Iron Fist, one more thing. I, people's counter argument for why it shouldn't be an Asian character of like, oh, but he's a kung. Fu- oh yeah, of course, the only person that does kung fu in the MCU is an Asian character. I hate that counter argument of saying, hey. 
it's stereotypical. You know, it's stereotypical. The fact that the white guy is actually taking over another culture's culture. And yeah, that's a stereotype that is too. Literally cultural appropriation. Do and you really want to make done, that argument? Last Samurai, Pocahontas, yeah. <laughs> Kid, yeah, yeah, Karate Kid. I was like, oh, not Pocahontas, uh, Dances with Wolves. Sorry. But a really good Avatar. example. <laughs> a really, a really good example of like what you said, Jason, is like that money rules. Like mm. the reason why Tom Cruise is in Last Samurai was also so that that movie would make money. Yeah. You know, and the reason why Matt Damon is in Great Wall oh, is you. so that that, that movie yeah, will that make was money. To bring that up. <laughs> we need Matt Damon to save us. <laughs> Are you kidding? No, and Ghost in the Shell, but too. If you are going to choose but between two stereotypes, I would choose the one where you're actually putting the person that's the minority in the position of power. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Well, and I and I agree with that. But then if we're talking about what is, like, the fact that money runs everything, I just think that that's also the proof mm. of money running everything, even though yeah. I agree with your with your version of, like, if we're going to choose between two stereotypes here, it's still less stereotypical well, to let like somebody I... have their own culture. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Maybe we should at least stereotype where the culture gets the culture. Yeah. Not no, like, it's, like, it's like if, like, I'm sorry, if Matt was, like, protecting everyone in Harlem, <laughs> what if that, like, white men's savior? And like, Luke Cage was a side character. <laughs> like, well, it's stereotypical to put the black guy in Harlem. Like, no. <laughs> Leave him in Harlem. Mm-hmm. Let him protect the people culture. in Harlem. All right, let's move on. While we're on the issue of race, can we just jump to Legends of Tomorrow. I want to talk about Lego Batman. Yes. But just while we're on the rants real quick. Yeah. I was going to say, how does race go to Lego Batman? No, no, no. It does. (laughs) But I want to jump to something else that I wanted to rant about. Legends of fucking Tomorrow. Yeah. I am so sick of black women being paired up with these dorky white guys for no reason. It's so forced. It'd be one thing if it was like a natural development in the story. But it's done in such a forced and generic way. Yeah. It's insulting. Can we and just so can awful. we count how many times it's a black man and a white female? Diggle and his wife. They broke up Jimmy and Supergirl since they went to CW. Yeah, to um, pair up with a white guy. Wally yeah. and Jesse, kind of. Kind of. So that's two. Flirty. That's it. Uh, I don't have any others. I literally don't have any others. My thing is that we've been two women of color on this show. And both of them have been paired up with these white guys yeah. that they have no real chemistry and connection she, to. Yeah. And she's been paired up with two white guys already. Because first with Mick, and True. now this guy. And I actually like the angle with Mick first, because it was like, yeah, this is the idiot, the, the crazy one who's going to teach her to like relax. Yeah. Now she's paired off with like Honky Dory over here, Dougie Do Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's like, I like his character, but it's like, fuck, bro, seriously? It's just cringy and fan fiction y. Like, that's how bad it is. One of the writers yeah. has a hard on for black chicks. And that's exactly what it's like. It feels like. <laughs> who's got jungle fever? <laughs> Be honest. <laughs> no, but okay, so I was no, raging the entire episode. I'm going to rate it poor. Magoo, almost. <laughs> And I'm gonna say Magoo because not only did it have those elements in it, but then like the like the B plot of like Evil Rip Hunter and the complete lack of stakes there. Like I, like Legends of Tomorrow is a cartoon now in the worst way. I love Saturday morning cartoons, yeah. but no, like yeah. not when the writing of this. Like I have no personal connection to any of the characters. I would love to hear what a Legends of Tomorrow fan feels like about these episodes. Where it's like, yeah, I like the development of of Mick. I like the development of of I guess Jackson's episode. He was kind of dealing yeah. with the leader. But that, not really. I think this should be a challenge to your listeners right now. Can anybody defend this? Huh. Seriously, Anyone? like a real, but like a real Legends fan, can defend you defend me, this? <laughs> defend me why you can kill off Black Canary again and, and again. then revive her in the same fucking episode? What's the point? No, when I saw that, I <laughs> yeah. was like, did you seriously just kill her again? Did you think it was gonna happen? Did you like, oh yeah, she's dead. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> I had the moment I was like, if this is gonna stick, fuck this. Again with this crap? I didn't think it was like, gonna stick at all. It was too it was too unceremonious. Yeah. It was just like crack you're dead. <laughs> it's like Yeah, she's definitely died that oh, way. It's like, oh god, it's just why is it so easy for you to kill women? 
<laughs> really, really. Thank you, CW. You not only fail every time you attempt feminism, but you literally just kill women oh all God. the time. I think uh, so easy to <laughs> so easy to kill so women. Easy. I think Mick summed it up perfectly in that opening when he said, uh, "Who the hell writes, who the hell writes this crap?" You know, and that okay. sums up the episode and the series. That was the best part of the episode. That part of that episode got a perfect. But it wasn't. Like, I don't count that as Mick. That was the actor who's playing Mick off 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 mic, going like, "Why Somebody am I on the show?" <laughs> he was yelling at an intern, "Who the hell writes this crap? Can't be a latte," and they just used it. Exactly. <laughs> Seriously, you guys don't get this shit yet. I mean, like, like Sam, tell, talk to me. Tell me yeah. about like the scenes. How did it make you feel when, like, Vixen, who was a badass, would they try to give her her own CWC like spinoff? Like, no, and then series? she's just she's a chess falling. piece for all these white men. She's falling into his arms, literally when the ship shakes a little bit. Dave's on the stress. <laughs> it's like, oh, like, I'm so I'm totally helpless. I'm like, haven't your, like, tiger powers of grace or, like, something, can't something kick <laughs> in oh so God, that you're not right. falling you're over? Not I mean, like, anything. it literally defies the logic of her powers. Literally. You're, right. <laughs> you're totally right. Because women are weak. I'm sorry. Like, we can't do no. anything. This is why we can't be in the workforce. Just send us <laughs> back to the homes. <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact, after the episode, I was like, you know what? I should probably finally watch Vixen season two. So I started watching it. Oh. And I'm watching the first episode. I was like, oh, cool. She's helping out with Ollie and, like, Barry and, like, Firestorm. I'm like, yeah. all right, cool. She gets distressed, and then she wakes up, like, recovered when the, when the white guy saves the day. And I'm like, God fucking damn it. Wow. Because Firestorm gets hit with the water by fucking Weather Wizard, and he's knocked unconscious, and he's defused. And then Barry's, like, stopping tornadoes, and yeah. then she gets attacked by something, because she's flying straight towards him. And she wakes up, and she's like, what happened? Like, oh, don't worry, the day was safe. And I'm like, yeah. Great. She couldn't even be the hero in her own story? fucking show. She's, like, cut off. Wow. See, what? And that's not even a model. That's, like... I yeah. don't under, but like that's so normal. Like what I loved about Jessica Jones that I've never seen in another female character in any of these shows is that like when shit got hard, she basically like took a swig of whiskey, <laughs> like washed her face, and then went back out and like went right back to doing things. But mm. there's always like this element of like the woman being like, oh, oh my god, like this is so like Laurel did it, like Sarah didn't really do it that much. Sarah's pretty badass, so but like Laurel was like always crying about everything, yeah. and like every one-off like Huntress or whatever was going to have emotional <laughs> issues and daddy issues, <laughs> and Cupid has fucking. And like husband issues, and I'm sorry, I'm tired. No, I feel you. I'm just tired from all these Rent women on, girl, that are really, so, so easy to kill. I was just mad the entire episode, <laughs> and just I get especially it. all no, those moments are like so fanfiction. Is yeah. so because that's what feels like a fan fiction about it. It feels forced because it's like you're literally just there for sex all of a sudden. Yes. Like that's yes. what she's there for. She in was that an moment. object, yes. yes. She was just completely objectified. Tell me more about your modern day sex ways and how it's everything's just chill. Once they started going with that, I was like it was like how I can like see when they're starting like relationships on a show mm. and I'm just like, Don't do it. Don't do it. Prove me wrong. And you did. I didn't even talk about the worst moment, the the most trite, the most gimmicky like I've seen it done a million times in the worst fucking stories imaginable oh our bodies are cold let yeah. me heat you up with my breasts yeah like, oh, that yeah. was on Twilight like dry humping I was like are you are you kidding me are you really doing this to the Vixen right now <laughs> oh by the way let's oh it was like oh god the, scene, the line later it's like how long have been on a couple hours it's like oh my god we have to save Mick it's like yes while you guys were fucking the guys we were supposed to rescue could have been dead yeah I want to actually, I, I had a revelation as to why it was this bad. But before I do, Jason, do you have any opinions that you want to get out about this? Did you even watch I, it? No, I watched it. And I oh, okay. Like I said, the, the best part of the episode was the, the intro with Mick. 
that, that was really it. That was it. And that it was like something I, I had on while I was working on my cosplay. You know, yeah. and then I would glance it's, up yeah, like, oh, really? That's what they're doing? Oh, yeah. I completely agree with everything you that you guys said. You should not feel uncomfortable watching a show like that. Yeah. No. You're just like... Cringy. Like, the, li- like, the least you can do is not make people uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) Or make them feel uncomfortable like a key moment that's like really important to the story. And this is twice in like three episodes, right? Mm -hmm. Because the episode before last was the Star Wars, right? Yeah, Yeah. oh God, since that started. So here's the thing. As I was watching it, as I was raging about all these Vixen moments and these Captain Steel moments, or Citizen Steel, it's Captain Steel, right? Yeah, Citizen Steel. Guess what? What? It's a Star Trek parody. Think about it. No. Captain Steel's Captain Kirk. (gasps) Um, What's her name? Amara? Amara. Amara. Amala? Amala is that like alien character that doesn't know anything about modern society. And Captain Kirk has to tell her, well, this is how you love. They have all those cringy moments where they like, slowly get closer together. And then what nailed it for me, Professor Stein has a line where he's talking to Jax. Damn it, Jax. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh. Oh. It all came together. I was like, oh, it's Mind a Star blown. Trek parody. I still hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Right, like that should be the moment where you're like, oh, that's cool, they really got me. No. So no. Mickey's like the angry Klingon. Like he's the war. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he, he, hey, respect Mick. He's our founding father now. <laughs> oh my God. But I'm like, that's, that's why they're acting like this. It still doesn't excuse it. No, it doesn't. I hate it more. Because, <laughs> because you also, like, if you're going to do that, then push it and make it just wacky. You know, make it like laughably wacky. Like it wasn't overtly obvious until that Professor Stein line. Then it was like, oh. I, it but then it's like, head. oh, you dicks. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> How no, dare you? Even like the episode before where Sam was watching with me, like the first time I'm watching Legends in like forever. Because yeah. it was on After Flash, case in point. Yeah. <laughs> it stays on. So we're just working on some stuff. And then, and when Amala's like, help me, it's your only hope. I was like, shut this episode off. Like, stop. He said, Shut this I'm episode. like, are they really gonna do Star Wars? I'm like, they're doing Star Wars. And then she, when Amala says, You're my only hope, I'm like, Done. No, stop. my cosplay Bye. stuff was drying, and I was like, I'm gonna play Overwatch. I don't give a fuck how this episode ends. Mm. <laughs> so everybody gives us a Mr. Magoo, basically. Yeah. Our first Mr. Magoo. <laughs> <laughs> the poorest division. The best part was Mick, and that's it. Yeah. yeah. And that was like the first 30 seconds. Before we move that. on, though, I wanna just mention that I, I do know now what the show needs to be good, and they're not focusing on it at all. What? Whenever the show is good, what they're doing is they're expanding mythology of the other shows. Mm-hmm. Future Arrow, Future Flash, Black, Black Flash. Flash. Black Flash. What they need to do is double down on explaining the mythos, past or future, of those other shows. They, yeah. they can fill in all the plot holes. Yes. Yeah. That's like, what'll be good. Again, like that scene where, where, they meet, where the two villains meet up with Merlin and yes. it's like, I literally just watched you die. Yeah. That was really cool to see something we had already seen in another show yeah. that you would understand even if you hadn't seen Arrow. Mm. But like, it was really cool to get another angle on that world and I feel like if we if they use Legends of Tomorrow to show us the other stuff that's happening while like those yes. main storylines are happening in Flash and Arrow that would be so cool yes but they just jump the fuck around and like fuck up history they'd rather just do the thing where it's just like no stakes drama every episode but it's starting to Rip feel evil, like a, come on like yeah. why why yeah. even bother like no it feels like a I bunch of people like just because of how, how the guy was acting he's a good actor it. right that was it yeah but all these plots feel like a bunch of people like in a room in like my school library, just like smoking and being like, we need to write something in the next six hours. It's drama for drama's sake. Yeah, and, we, and doing that every well, week like, on episodic fiction. It's fan fiction and it's weird crossovers. It's yes. basically fan fiction of all their other shows in one show, plus other things like, like Star Trek and Star yeah. Wars. Like one of my favorite moments from season one is when Jax learned how to transmute. 
And it's like, yes, Firestorm does more than just shoot fucking fireballs. Yeah, that was cool. Then I was like, oh my god, connected to middle. Isn't that the Develop the character, but it's like, no, he's just gonna be the sassy black engineer guy. And Stein's gonna be the uptight British man. <laughs> and they give high fives. All right, all I time. feel you. Let's let's get out of this. Let's yes. let's not talk about things we hate. Let's run, Barry, run. Run, no, Wally, let's run, run, Wally, run, Wally, run, Wally. <laughs> let's go to the Flash. Great segue, bruh. I love Finally. this episode. <laughs> so much. No, I can't. I can't when, put it into words. But I loved when, this episode, dude. When the episode started and there's, they're racing and there's a shot of Barry and Wally next to each other in the Speed Force, hauling ass. Yes, that was everything I wanted. Yeah. That's why I wanted when Wally was all like, give him, make him Kid Flash, give him the powers, have Barry grow the fuck up. Mm-hmm. I've always said I'm tired of, yes. Bar- of Barry getting the speeches from everyone around them every time. He even gave himself a speech. <laughs> Come on, Barry. Time. It's his time to give the speech. And he yes. did. And it worked. Yeah. Yes. And I love that. Like, you you nailed it when you like mentioned that in like the previous seasons. It, the show was missing that. And I love how they did it in this season where they've given not only Barry, but other characters like a reason to grow up as well. Like, yeah. mentioned before with Cisco and Wells. The yeah. first time Wells is actually in a position where he needs help from Cisco. Exactly. And that's made... I, I know it's in this last episode too. All the moments that would go to Wells where they explain something mm-hmm. are now Cisco's. Mm-hmm. And it's just it, those small touches make everyone seem so much grown up, more grown up. And the relationship that's burgeoning between Wally and Barry, beautiful. Yeah. Freaking note perfect. I love their chemistry together. It's like, oh, by the way, I'm going to teach you how to face. <laughs> Fuck it, finally. Yes. <laughs> he has that joy. It's like, yeah, show me all, this, all the things, senpai. Yeah, all <laughs> senpai. <laughs> but just jump like right to like the, the ending when... I think me and you both had the same idea when he was phasing the train. We were both like, oh, fuck, I can help him? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But even more so, I like that they did a thing where they had Barry lead by example. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. Wally, like, you know, imitating that and then following through with, with independence. And a yeah. great visual callback to New 52 because in the New 52 comics, Barry phased an entire fucking plane mm-hmm. through a bridge. Yes. So when he's like, I'm like, is he going to phase the, the fucking train? I'm like, yeah. He is? It's yeah. like the first time when he's like, oh, you're going to face through a wall. And I'm like, he's going to do the thing. <laughs> he's going to do the thing. <laughs> it's also a really well done scenario because something I feel like they never quite got right when it was like Green Arrow and Roy. Is <laughs> 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 that it was like, it was like the Green Arrow show and it was like, where's Roy? You're just going to leave him there? Yeah. Whereas like Barry had to save the people, but then there's still the issue of the villain. So yeah. it makes sense that instead of it being overpowered that there's two people with Holy speedster p- powers, it made sense that Barry had to take care of one element mm-hmm. while Wally yeah. is behind. And so then he can take care of the villain. Because they're a team. Roy never had a takedown, did he? No. He never took down a major villain himself. He stopped the bomb. Yeah, I was thinking that's, that's bomb. it. Okay. That's it. And right. that was like the best episode of season three. Yeah. yeah. But it's the same thing with but Roy. He never did anything like again. Roy, that's why I love Roy too. Mm-hmm. These are like the, the Robin characters, like the entry point exactly. for us fanboys to go like, teach me Barry or teach yeah. me Ollie. <laughs> <laughs> so you kind of get to put yourself in their shoes. Right. That's why like it resonates so much when Barry goes, run Wally. Run! Like, I literally almost got out of my chair. Like, Jordan, we're not phasing it. The logistics of like phasing just blood into somebody, I didn't really understand. But I'm like, whatever. It's like you <laughs> it's go so from, cool. You go from phasing an entire train, which is visually amazing, to like Wally slow motion phasing through the guy, and it's like, okay. Yeah. The white guy did it best. Like, what if it didn't work? He grabbed me. He immediately died. But <laughs> like, also, have we ever seen Barry phase through another person? Yes, he allowed Supergirl to fly through him. Yeah. Oh, that's oh, yeah. true. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, even before that, like, in another episode, me and Sam were talking about it one night. He was just like, just do what I do. He's like, just do this, just buy everything, everything. And then Wally's like, I don't get it. Yeah. No, I Along that scene, I mean, it mean about that too. <laughs> He's just like, so what do I do? You, you just do it. Like, okay, but what's it? I don't know, just do it. Give <laughs> him all this science. I'm like, I'd be like, Wally, I'd be like, what does that mean? Because <laughs> Sammy was like, yeah, but like, Wally's like, kind of like, he's not really like trying to like understand more, but it's like, 
Barry's just saying all this science stuff and like Wally is smart, but he's not that smart. He's like, what I love about the when Wells taught Barry, he's like, focus on your breathing. Yeah. Feel the ground beneath you, feel the air, and like you feel the sensation, like you can imagine how it is. It's poetic. Barry's just like, let's do this. <laughs> you know, science. No, but, he, but he did try and explain it poetically and what annoyed what annoyed me, you know, in that scene, which is probably effective, because I'm sure it was like made to annoy some people. Either you're annoyed at Barry or you're annoyed at Wally. I was annoyed at Wally because I was like, if you really want to figure this out then you're going to like ask questions and try and figure out what somebody is saying even mm. if they can't teach you well so I kind of also because I've like dealt with people like that in my real life so I was probably like really projecting but I did, I did like the attitude of like well I don't get it and then just like you know like stomping your foot and being like oh, okay I don't get it and like not trying to understand yeah. that like pushed my personal buttons but I think I was yeah. reflecting in, in, that, in that sense I was more like Wally where it's like so how do I do this and like I can just imagine how many times he's gone to Barry he's like so what can I do to this and he's like oh just do this and it's like you're not answering my fucking question. <laughs> but Explain. I'm glad that that played into the story that, you know, the best type of mentor stories, whether in movies and films, is that while you're teaching somebody, you learn something about yourself. Yeah. And, you yeah, and you're like, learning like, to teach. You know, Barry learned, I'm not really teaching you. I'm not inspiring you. I'm just telling you what to do. Mm. I need to inspire you. That was beautiful. Yeah. yeah. I, I really appreciate about that episode and the fact that after... I don't know, six or seven episodes of, of Barry just being like, no, stay Wally, stay bad Wally. <laughs> bad like, Wally. He fought Wally, get yeah. a W. Like he, it, it was sit basically Wally, run Wally. Yeah, now it was run Wally, run. Like yeah. he's finally like taking over that yeah, role. It's yeah. like, you know, we have like, you know, this beautiful chemistry, this friendship, yeah. this, uh, I was going to say father, son, not really father, son, but um, teacher, student. Te yeah, big brother. You know, I'm, I'm glad that they're finally developing that instead of just him always being mad, like, no, Wally, you can't stop. And Who told been, you to do that? But it's been a really nice progression too yeah. because like, like this episode coming off of where the last episode ended where Barry's like I've done all the calculations you're gonna save Iris yeah. like it's just such a nice build up happening right now it's like it's the best payoff and it was threatened massively because like remember I was complaining every episode like why does Wally keep losing yeah <laughs> every episode he loses he's like crying every week I'm right there with you because when I grew up Wally was the Flash yeah. and when I was up with the Flash it was, it was that progression where yes he earned the title to be the Flash he took over Barry when Barry was dead yeah yeah that's what I'm hoping like the show would do is like it keeps pushing Barry because make him work like what killed me about like when Marie Burf came out in the comments like oh yeah Barry's back Barry made the speed force Barry's the fastest life. it was like no Barry introduced the speed force but Wally perfected it yeah he made the show where he could do it was like he could do insane shit where it's like yes show that you don't always have to be and the shadow of your mentor which is why I'm a fucking Nightwing fan yeah. you can become better than they were yeah. and they're accelerating that, that pr progress fast in the show yeah. Yeah, he's already are. basically as fast as Barry he can't face in months because you know he's a brother so he's naturally gifted that's right <laughs> you're saying bullet baby <laughs> it's real well and it was cool that they talked about how Barry said you know I've been relying on your natural talent mm -hmm. but like we have to actually like train yeah. basically so like saying that like Wally has gotten by a lot on just like he's that much faster but that there's gonna be more to it yeah. you know and it's going to get more intense which makes sense how do you feel about Iris West and her 180 on like don't tell Joe let's tell Joe yeah. <laughs> that was so weird I was like I if I was like, like Wally I'd be looking at her like no, because you told me not to the thing is is that she looked at Wally and she was like he has to know and I'm like bitch you're the one that do exactly <laughs> You know what fucking killed? Like, like you said, we're at Gotham, where it's like it's perfectly poor. Yeah, that's the, was the moment in Flash where I was just like, this is why I hate the show sometimes. Where it's like, guys, come on, we'll never lie to each other ever again. I'm like, you said that every fucking season. <laughs> You're always lying to each we other. We can't keep lying to each other. Three episodes later, we still can't keep lying to each other. I'm sorry. <laughs> Not even if it's for the greater good 
Unless it's for the greater good. <laughs> In which case, Wait. I'm going to try and lie, but then I'll tell you because it's not for the greater you good. Loop into the same writing circle again and but again. You and can't again. keep track of your own contradictions in one episode. You need more sleep and you need somebody else on that team. <laughs> you need someone, someone to be like, uh, this makes no sense. For exactly. That yeah. I mean, I also just. Joe, so the cards are there. It's building up. He's happy. No, 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 no. <laughs> Good relationship. There was one line when, the daughter. when, yeah. Sammy, when Sammy was like, they were like, oh, you sure you can plan out ahead that future? And I was like, seal this deal. Seal this fucking deal right there. <laughs> yeah, when she was like, oh, can you, a month away, can you plan that far ahead? I was like, don't, no. It's okay. Like, it's like Spider-Man 3 when fucking Harry was like, oh, they're my best friends. I would die for them. I'm like, you're dying at the end of the movie. No, yep. it's like <laughs> every single movie when a character says, I'll be back. They're never back. <laughs> never <laughs> come back. Terminator. All their 101. <laughs> <laughs> well, he didn't come back. Yeah. The version of him came well, back. Well, then Haro 102, the black guy, always dies. <laughs> That's rule number four. <laughs> <laughs> I just, again, we've mentioned it before, but like, I don't want them to kill off the adult characters. But, like I said, the characters are becoming more adult, so maybe yeah. that's why it's okay for them to kill off Joe West now. Especially, do you think Julian's going to be sticking around, or do you think they are now threading him dying for Caitlyn to go full Killer Frost? Because we were mentioning it before, the possibility of them getting together is basically confirmed now. Yeah. Going out and dinner Either dates. Yeah. Yeah. What, what happened to his fucking girlfriend he mentioned like two episodes ago? Yo, I've been Oh, wait, there was a girlfriend? Yeah, yeah like, he, oh, said, oh, sorry, he had I, plans with his girlfriend. Had plans with my girlfriend when he well, shot Maybe Mary, that was bullshit. Yeah, maybe it was bullshit. I'm hoping, God damn it. <laughs> Either that or he's going to end up turning back into not Prometheus, Alchem- Dr. Alchemy, Alchemy and yeah. like take her with him. Prometheus, different guy. <laughs> yeah, different, different, guy. Different, <laughs> different guy. There you look the fuck his name. I don't, I just, I don't like that romance. I feel like it's being forced on us. Like there's nothing it's natural really, about it. It's less force than Zoom. I want to say, yes. Oh, you said less force than Zoom? Less force. Agreed. That's yeah. why I would yeah, say. Yeah, I want to say that if we didn't have the Zoom and Caitlyn thing, mm-hmm. that this wouldn't feel forced yeah. at all. Right. Because I feel like they have really good chemistry and I feel like their camaraderie makes sense because of him not knowing when he's alchemy and her not wanting to turn into yes. Killer Frost. Mm-hmm. They are the only two metas that we've really seen besides like the one-off villains that actually struggles with the psychological effects of having powers. Very good point. Because yeah. like Cisco doesn't, for example. Yes. Like, especially like Hunter Zalman, like you're right. Like they had zero chemistry. And, and they the made it happen being, anyway. Yeah, and the reason for being together is what? Well, we're both single. Basically. <laughs> like, might as well. And that's what kills we're me. happy white people. It'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh. No, okay. No, like that killed me. But like you said, with the Honzama, like it was forced, it was just thrown in, and then it feels like char- Caitlyn's entire character arc. It's like getting over somebody, getting back with them, getting over somebody, getting back with them. She's in a constant loop. It's like first, oh, Ronnie's dead. Ronnie's back. Ronnie's dead again. Oh, I'm with Jay. Jay is evil. Jay is gone. God damn it! I'm like, can you stop writing her in the same loop every time? Can you blame her if she goes Killer Frost now? No, <laughs> no, I can't. I don't blame her. She's like, Fuck again? <laughs> I don't blame her since like season two. Yeah. When Ronnie fucking died And you're like Yeah I could see her going crazy this season Now it's just like Now you're just fucking forcing it even more Yeah like, And that's what I meant and not by giving force her Not break. that there was no chemistry Just that okay. we've already kind of seen this with her already Like can we Maybe leave She can't this? catch a but break But what if they don't so. go that route Would you change your opinion on that? Like if they don't use that as the crux for why she would go Killer Frost, it's so obvious. It, yeah. It's, so, it's obvious. so obvious. That's the problem. It's so he obvious. He talked her down from going full Killer Frost. I yeah. think if something else were to make her Killer Frost, and then that kind of becomes like the wedge where like maybe he has some alternative motivation because he has feelings for her, but then like loses her to that. I feel mm-hmm. like that could be a cool subplot. Mm-hmm. But it just depends on how that would pan out. Okay. Because that might make him, I don't know, that might make him want to help more Meadows. It might make him slightly crazier. Like that could go either way. 
So that would be interesting to see what are the psychological effects of that on both the characters now that they're intertwined anyway. Mm. Yeah, well, it, it reminds me back to like her Killer Frost episode where yeah. like, I hated her whole, oh God, Barry, I can't <laughs> kill you. Or I was just like, you're doing so good. And then you turn into like the cliche woman where it's like, oh my God. Is that fixing moment? Yeah, <laughs> fixing moment. For me, I'm just like, can you just not make her like be the weepy crying one every three seconds? Yeah. yeah. You already have enough layers with her already, so you don't need to force a relationship again. And speaking of relationship, like I'm loving how they're handling Barry and Iris because it doesn't feel like the entire show revolves around Barry. They are actually the best relationship I've ever seen done in, in an CW. ongoing, not just CW, but like in an ongoing superhero thing. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. anything. Like it feels. No, they're normal. so solid. All the way back to like even Buffy and Angel, almost. Yeah. Like, even that they couldn't stay together because mm-hmm. the, the drama was their relationship but like right. this is like the first time I've seen them do a thing where they, the relationship isn't the focal point of the drama of the show yeah. right. so like, they, you like them together because they actually are beneficial to each other Yeah. <laughs> what a relationship that's actually good for you <laughs> yeah no it, it all makes sense and it gives yeah. a lot more weight to everything they're going through because they're going through it together and trying yes. to figure it out I legitimately don't want to see her die. No. And it's funny because that's a character that I found annoying in the very beginning of season one. Yes, that's a character I hated in the season one. Yeah, she's yeah. come a long way from then. Yeah. Better writing on her end, too. Much better. Is there anything else I want to mention about Flash for moving on? Oh, I just had a nitpick about the whole... I, I hate... I, again, this is just nitpicks in Flash in general. Remember the motorcycle where they couldn't outrun that freaking motorcycle that Buffalo Plunder was driving? I hated that. Fastest man alive. The same thing. I was like, Marcel was going Mach 2. No sense. Yeah. But what I hated this episode was like, how the fuck did that touch get away in that first scene? This is like, I blow him away. He'll fall through a piece of glass and he's just gone. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, you can run at the speed of sound. <laughs> Unless he just got up and just like split. Like, what the? Even yeah. the point where he's like going to grab Iris and Iris is like, no. Yeah, brings her arm up and I'm just like, you dumb bitch. Like, <laughs> why would you say stop instead of just stopping him? Stop. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. That was why, my biggest nitpick. My, big, my biggest issue with Wally, and I know it's an experience, is like he stops and like declares himself and then like misses all of so. his opportunities. No. Like, I mean, you're the Flash. Can you apprehend the bad guy? That's Barry too. And then, I mean, Remember yeah. Remember Mirror Master? Yeah. <laughs> he like ran out the room we're back into the room, punch him. <laughs> I was like, punch is we true. Were, we were watching that when Wally runs into Death Touch. Yeah, I'm doing this. I'm naming the guy Death Touch because they didn't give him a fucking nickname or whatever. Yeah. But like, he runs in. He's like, stop. Walks up to the guy. I'm like, Wally, just fucking lightning bolt his ass. Yeah, we're... What, can you even do that yet? I don't think so. Well, Wally can't lightning bolt yet, can no, he? No, we're just fucking zoom Yeah, arms just or something. tornado arms. Tornado <laughs> All day, tornado arms. <laughs> it's like, you can't touch me. I don't These have hands. to. <laughs> like... Tornado arms, dummy. <laughs> you have no powers other than touching. Like, <laughs> you can't disintegrate lightning, motherfucker. Yeah, right. Uh, whatever. Just nitpicks. But I can't yeah. wait for the garage two parts um, episode or yes. arc coming up, which is not next week. So it's the, the Flash with Solovar. Yeah, I love that, and I love the line from Julian. Like, so it's like a Planet of the Apes, right? He's like, no, it's like a City of the Apes. <laughs> <laughs> it's an Earth of the Apes. I can't wait to see how they pull that off. Yeah. That's Either it's going to look awesome or, like, really cheap. <laughs> but three speedsters working together. Yes. Yes. Setting it up. So, again, will it be awesome or really cheap? Because that's a lot of special effects. <laughs> or, or will somebody get Jay Garrett? It's like, oh, stop. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope so. It's going to be All right. Fun. Let's move on to Arrow. Dun, 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 I don't need a bumper now. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> All right, so how did you guys feel about the darkness of Oliver's past coming back and them showing it infecting the other people in the crew? I loved, like, I loved how the yeah. Russian flashbacks of him like delving into the darkness of season one mm-hmm. and how it, like Prometheus said, it do- did infect the other people in his, yeah. Yeah. In his life. Yeah. 
And then the black canary moment of like, no, it's not infection. It's just you affect people around you. So mm-hmm. you get that nice little, like, the first taste of what they're totally going to do, which is a relationship between canary and arrow. It's like, come on. Real talk. Near the end, I thought it was her in bed. Yes. I was it like, yeah. just like her. Yeah, I thought it was her. And there was that fucking reporter chick that we can't even trust. So, and why did they have to make that relationship happen I don't know. in this well, season? If you're going to have. She's Talia. Go I know, but if you're going to have. You think she's Talia? Canary, she's a Talia. What? I'm not saying she's the Talia. Okay. She's a Talia. Oh, so she's going to be Prometheus? Or yeah. Prometheus? Think she's Russian. She's Prometheus. She must Either be that Russian. Or she, even if she's not, she's directly involved. She definitely is. Actually, that would probably be the twist that she's Prometheus. Just because like, they keep talking about it being a son of that guy. She's it's a daughter. Oh, nice to gender swap it, yeah. Yeah. Voice modulators. Yeah. God also, damn. side note, Black Canary, the new one. Yeah. Did you, did you note the creeping highlights? I just yeah. the highlights appeared. You caught it last week. <laughs> the highlights How appeared. do you feel the about that? Fucking cool? highlights. It's like a the symbiote of highlights. highlights. <laughs> like it just takes over, but it's like I'm scared because does highlights mean she's also going to die in another season? <laughs> because like it just seems like clockwork right now. Season six, episode starts. Black Canary died again. Fuck this up. I swear to God. I don't understand why they keep starting them off brown, brown hair. They're just gonna do the creeping highlights thing. Just wig them. Just, just use a wig. It's like I can't even explain. <laughs> I, there's if no explanation. A blonde wig makes more sense than Sarah putting on a blonder wig. Yeah, that yeah. was weird. Yeah, you know, yeah, but still doesn't bother me as much as creeping highlights. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I mean, technically, she's not even wearing a costume yet, so you could have just left the hair alone, and eventually, when she's in the costume, exactly. give her the wig. Exactly. Like it's just annoying because you know, at some point, just you could forget about it, like, oh wait, I blinked and she's blonde. Yeah. When did that happen? I mean, I'll be even more annoyed if we go the rest of the season and she doesn't get a fucking mask though, and I feel like that's gonna happen. No, but definitely by the end, she's gonna have full blonde hair and I mask. Hope. It's definitely oh. gonna happen. I hope, but like, I don't know. <laughs> so overall thoughts though. So I, I thought I thought it was a good episode overall. Like, I'm saying give it more than passable. Yeah, I, I would really agree with it. that. I really liked it. Because they and keep doing the, the season one arrow feels. Yeah. 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 Well, and I like them showing the... Co- <laughs> okay. I like them showing the cause and effect of um, the other characters kind of being put into positions where like it's like it's just easier for Felicity to blackmail her way into getting the necessary information, but that's not necessarily the right thing to do. <laughs> and Ollie's saying, I have to do these things. I, it's, I'm already infected by the darkness, basically, but you I'm doing it so the you don't have to. <laughs> I'm going to take it on me so you don't have to do exactly. it yourself. Yeah. Yeah. But then the other thing I want to say that really annoyed me this episode is Diggle like wants to preach to everything about keeping their cool through every situation and then and he just loses him. his shit and when then he makes people him. human punching bags yeah. <laughs> like Rocky style it's like bro get off your high horse my god you are no better at keeping your cool than anyone else because yeah. the thing is is that he's always preaching to other characters about like oh you gotta do oh, this and when, when you're in the season, field though? this season he's just been off to that, Renee but. True to Renee. <laughs> so True. Like, he's like the only character more off the rails than he is now. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he's the last one. And Renee is like the human pushback because everyone just wants to hate him. But then yeah. on the flip side, Renee, this last week, oh my God, I loved was it. like Me so too. key to everything going on. That was a great he's, relationship. I didn't think it would happen to me, like that. Like he's almost becoming the harder to show. Like he yeah. had that moment terrific in the alleyway. See, exactly. you like it now, don't you, yeah. well, dog? <laughs> you know, babe. Like you wouldn't expect it. Like because the beginning season, he was kind of like the one note angry guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he's not. Like he is kind of becoming the harder to team. Now. Yeah, they're, they're slowly fleshing him out. And do you think what's happening is they had a bunch of characters that were like, you know, introduced in the beginning of the season. Do you think it was originally planned that they would all start dropping off, like Armist turning evil, 
and um, in this most recent episode, Ragman losing his powers. I almost feel like they were waiting to see how people respond to certain characters. It feels and, a little screen tested. Yes, and then That's removing it. people off of the chessboard once they realize, like, okay, mm. no one, no one's really talking about Ragman. Let's take him out because, like, what's the point of having it? Interesting. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that's kind of like how it works. It's like that's how Felicity became a main character because we were True. like, oh my god, that girl was amazing. Exactly. Wild Dog was like the only standout, like of the new characters. Him, yeah. him, and to lesser extent, Mister Terrific because at least he's gay. Yeah. But Artemis and Ragman were like just blank slates. And yeah. Artemis is OP as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. It might have been planned, but it also I feel like it might have been like, like go on, go on I was thinking about Ragman this episode. Like, why is he in this show? Yeah. Like, I know nothing about him, really, other than his backstory ties to Felicity and her, like, you know, drama. the thing she did last season with blowing up that whole and country. Like, yeah, and that, like, that whole drama in that one episode and, like, Ollie kind of, like, talking him down from being, like, a rogue vigilante. Like, that yeah. could have happened without him joining the team. So it was, yeah. like, what was really the point of having him on the team? But I feel like, I sort of feel like the Arrow writers had a sense of what they wanted to do this season but like didn't totally know so they were like ah oh, let's just get a team up going and like we'll find our way through that and then they started to yeah. get the season one callbacks through doing that yeah and now it's i feel like the team was their crutch at the beginning of the season and now they don't need that anymore because they're kind of hitting their stride with some of the other characters and elements like felicity like going back to her dark hacker ways yeah that's kind of cool because yeah. we've never seen her like have a subplot where like she is her own vigilante in a way yeah so i feel like now that they have that stuff of taking center stage they don't really need like the whole team vibe other than the fact of it well the heart of that show has always been the trinity of Diego Felicity and yeah and Ali yeah and the, the, the episodes the always work better the when they focus on that and I, I, I like I said I, like you said I love the whole you know I'm gonna take the darkness upon myself so you know it doesn't affect you guys that, yeah. was, that to me was a beautiful moment and this show for me was like mainly moments like I didn't really care that much about the action like alright they're in Russia blah 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 whatever but it was that and um Come on, the, 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 you have Diner failed, in the car. Star City, <laughs> Starling City. That and, and Diner in the car, when like she kind of gave him that speech where like, yeah. your past is your past, don't let it be your anchor. Yeah. Right in my life. Oh, me too, <laughs> trust me. Yeah. By 2016? <laughs> and, like, and as a Canary fan, like that is what's always been so great about Ollie and Canary in the comics, is that they have that relationship where like they've both seen darkness in different ways, so they kind of like help each other work they through They ground all the each moments. other. Mm. Yes, yes, exactly. And I love that. And he didn't, he sort of, I'm sorry, I keep knocking on Laurel, but he sort of <laughs> had that with Sarah because Sarah was in the League of Assassins. Yeah. It, like, other than, like, the heart they, of their relationship with Laurel. Like, like Pierce. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, like, Laurel, Laurel was, like, a different character in that she would, like, bring everybody back to, like, you know, you are good, you are inherently good, like, you do have a heart, or, like, kind of, like, calm people down. Yeah. But she didn't understand what that darkness was like. No. The way, like, a Black Canary character, I think, should. Yes. So that's what I really loved about this episode, yeah. too. 110% greed. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Any other thoughts about this episode? I mean, other than, I mean, we touched upon it already with the Wild Dog and Captain Lance moments, but, like, I just loved, not only Captain Lance's, like, his rage at that moment where Wild Dog mentions his daughters, mm -hmm. yeah, but bringing it back with Wild Dog persevering through that and then building a relationship and then mentioning that heart-wrenching moment of, yeah, I guess you don't remember me, but you actually yeah. set me on the right path when I was young. Yeah. And that little, like, coy, like, but didn't you still get, like, thrown out of the military for, like, like the discharge? Yeah, like, yeah. No, it's perfect. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I get, that summarizes character nicely. Yeah. Like, he's got a heart of gold. Yeah. And he's, he's not rough around the edges, either. but, yeah. Yeah. He's a Vegeta. Yeah. That's true. He fills a very important void in this show, I think. Like, I, I hope he sticks around. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Even, like, when, Ra when Ragman's like, oh, my rags don't work, I'm like, oh, I'm going to miss him. Like, he was the... 
I miss the fact that he is their saving ass. When they're getting all swarmed up by bullets and there's no barrier to run in, right man just blocks everything. Yeah. That's why I'm glad he's gone. He was a freaking like plot device. Like yeah. if you can block bullets and then we found out this episode, he can stop a nuclear explosion. It would be a little <laughs> overdone if he could just do it over and over too. Guys, back off. I'm a contagious nuclear bomb. I'm like, wait, what? And you're not going to die? But I'm kind of glad that since they were going to like make, like make his rags have a flaw, which I agree with, mm-hmm. that he was like, I'm just a guy. Like, yeah. I don't have this, this thing anymore. I'm a very I don't nice be a li- normal guy. I'm a liability, yeah. so... Yeah, because if they had tried to like keep him on, and if we had to deal with some whole subplot of like, oh, I wish I could do more, like that would have been annoying. We already we had that. that. We, we, already already terrific. Terrific. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need it again. They would have just kept him around wearing the rags, just waving him around. In the <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Look at me. What are you doing? I'm distracting them. It's well, a white, it's a white flag. Like, like surrender. Wildcat? <laughs> <laughs> who? Didn't he die? Yeah, Wildcat disappeared. <laughs> uh, wait, was the last time you saw Wildcat? We got punched in the face repeatedly in that big battle. Yeah. Yeah. Ever then? You thought he was dead or something? You're tired. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got pushed in the face a lot. I quit. By a miracle. Um, I really didn't have much to talk about with uh, Arrow other than that, though. But I, overall, I just really enjoyed the episode. And I yeah. love the direction they're going this season. Yeah. I hope they I stick agree. with this, like, the the ever-increasing graph. Like, the tr- pie chart or whatever. Yeah. yeah. They're doing well with it. Yeah. <laughs> Line graph. Here we go. I know math. <laughs> I'm still holding out hope that they're waiting so long to reveal Prometheus because they're, they're the writers and directors are still, still trying to wrangle out a deal to get Tommy Merlin back. Me too. Because that reveal is going to be really important about how I like receive this season overall. It ha- I feel like there's so many season one comebacks. It has to be somebody we've seen before. If it's somebody completely it's new. Moira. Orbit. Oh, Moira? I would love that. <laughs> well, somebody or has- that girl. Because even that's obvious. Like if We've all predicted it already. Yeah. That would be lame it's if it's like, obvious. oh yeah. It's well, somebody was Google saying, Google. I don't know if it was with the group or in my own conversation. I can't remember his name. The the guy who played the the one that worked with his father in the company and then was with his mother. The black guy? Yeah. Um, yeah. You think he's, oh. he's Prometheus? Somebody has said that he could be Prometheus. The voice is kind of, like, is that British? You think he's like putting on like a... He was, he was a British actor, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to remember his name right now, and I actually like him. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah. He's a good actor. Season one and two. The stepdad. Yeah. 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 Somebody really had... Cool. It must not have been in this group, but somebody had said, what if it was him? And I was like, ooh. Also, um, to kind of rescind what I said before, go on it. Get down <laughs> on it. <laughs> there was something I said before about um, like Prometheus and how like, okay, so he just retrained, like retraced all of her steps to become as good as him. Right. How is that possible? I mean... Oliver's training, like hardcore ninja training, only happened in the last year, I guess. Yeah. Right? So yeah. what, dude? What do you really have? Like six to eight months of ninja training, and the rest is like is just him working surviving. with shadow and like survival Basically. training, just yeah. learning how to. Survive. But I mean, it is Tao Yao Ghoul, so I mean that's. But I mean, like now I kind of could see if somebody trained with her oh, for yeah. like a year. Yeah. Maybe she would. He would be comparable to Oliver. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Maybe. And that's really just because the fucking flashback makes no sense. <laughs> Shoehorning in the training in the last year. Yeah. Right. <laughs> But yeah, that's it. I was just like, oh yeah, maybe it would make sense if he was as good yeah, as Oliver Queen. Yeah, that's the case. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about Lego Movie before we get out of this? Yeah, we could uh, wrap it up with a non-spoiler yeah, yeah. review. Very non-spoilery. Okay. I loved it. Three words. Um, Everything was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the Batman movie we deserved. Oh my, oh my god. god. I heard someone say the best in the last decade. It's close. Dark Knight is like was 2008. Mm. Yeah. 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 It's so close. 
is god damn it it's it's, it's such a fan service movie yeah it, it's it filled really with it. is i've not seen a good parody movie in the longest time like like scary movie one levels of like good parody yeah this is that for the entire superhero genre amazing oh and it's like a love letter for fans you said yeah love letter to all the batman fans yeah. over the years all the way down to adam west mm. as recent as batman superman they make fun of suicide squad in it that's amazing <laughs> it's so self-referential i love it a friend of mine has said that was the best uh <laughs> was a better joker than jared leto and it was it was yeah hangover oh my god and they did and i i don't think this is spoilery because it's like set up in like the very opening scene of the movie but they did something beautiful that like as fans we've all said it ourselves but they kind of like set up this whole like love relationship between mm-hmm. joker and batman like joker's doing it because oh, you know i'm i'm the other side of you batman like you know i you complete me i do this for you it's not spoilers because it's actually it's just like actual batman yeah. where joker loves batman batman's like I never loved you. <laughs> I don't do in this movie. It's I don't do ships, as in relationships. Yeah, oh basically the entire God. movie, Joker's trying to get Batman to say he hates him. Yeah. Like he's like, you realize in all of our years, our seventy years of battling, because they refer to it like that. Oh like, my God! You, you never once said you hate me. He's like, no. Nah. <laughs> I like to fight around. That's I don't amazing. fight one villain. I like to fight around. Yeah, it's an awesome fucking scene. Oh it's like that I wouldn't say. Like, does anyone touch you like I do? Bane. Like, no, he doesn't. <laughs> he broke my back. He's like, all right, then I wouldn't say I have one villain. I like to fight around. And you just see, like, the, the, the Joker's eyes, like, just trembling with tears. And you feel for him. <laughs> you really do feel for him. Oh, my God, Joker. <laughs> but Deadpool. in the best way, like, it breaks the fourth wall, like Deadpool. Like, mm-hmm. it That's does. Great. And you guys all watch the Lucka movie, right? Hmm? You all watch the Lucka movie? Yeah. yeah. Did you all enjoy the Lucka movie? It's yes. Awesome. It's that times 10. Yeah. Like it's, it's that Christ. level of high octane humor. It never stops. But when it does, it flips on you with these emotions. Like you wouldn't think. Actually, no. I, same way like a movie was. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. even more so because you were, if you're a Batman fan, it's it's doing a thing that no other Batman movie has done yet. They're delving in what's the logical next step in a Batman story in this movie. Mm-hmm. Every Batman movie is about what? His origin. He's yeah. sad. Why is he sad? They don't really talk about that. They just go into like, okay, I have a villain in the face. In this movie, yeah. it's more about Batman and like his actual story and his actual coming to terms with himself and his history. Mm-hmm. Which is like, they do it all the time in the comics, but never once in the movies. Exactly. No. There's never introspection at all. It's always learning movies. to be the detective. It's never anything further. Yeah. Like he broods, but why does he brood? Yeah. And the Lego movie of all fucking things <laughs> gave you that reason. That's Damn. crazy. Yeah. Like, Jason, did you tear up? Oh, definitely. Thank you. Come on. <laughs> definitely did several times. <laughs> yes. I was laughing. I was, and I started with my niece. And mm. like, you know, as a six-year-old, especially a six-year-old girl, like I was yeah. watching the movie, but I was watching her because I wanted to see her reactions. And she yeah. laughed exactly when she was supposed to laugh. Yep. She oh teared God. up exactly when she was supposed to tear oh. up. And I was like, see, this movie gets it and it's making the kids get it. Yeah. Sounds like a Moana day part two. It really is. Oh my yeah. God. It's like 2017 Moana a little yeah. bit, yeah. but with Batman in it. So it's, it's, it's really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then just like the Easter eggs and fan service on top of it. Like so uh, much. The Joker, they pull in so many villains and it literally gets to the point when like the Joker's naming all villains and he's like Bane and Thriller and, <laughs> yes. and Croc. And then he's like, and Calendar Man and uh, Eggman and, 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 and he literally goes, these are real people. King Google Tut. them. Like, because <laughs> uh, Barbara's like, are those actually real people? Like, yes, they worth the Google. <laughs> Because <laughs> they sell all made up. That's it's like, amazing. wow, Batman villains are really lame. Yeah, and yeah. Just the fact, like you said, when he was like, we've been fighting for 70 years, like they actually embrace the past. Like mm-hmm. there's King Tut is in it from the 66 yes. series. Oh my and God. Eggman. I yeah. mentioned him. Yeah. He literally throws eggs. Oh my God. <laughs> there's shark repellent. 
They yes. actually do Shark yes. Repellent. Oh, yeah. And I didn't know going into it that the Robin is actually Dick Grayson. I didn't I didn't know I that from knew. his eye. Yeah. I thought maybe yeah. they were making a new character. Mm-hmm. It really his attitude, too. Yeah. I didn't really get a Dick Grayson since. But no. when he says his name is Dick, it's like, okay. So it's kind of like a fan or more fanboy take mm-hmm. of the character. It makes right. a little bit of Carrie Kelly because yeah. of the big glasses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I'm like, oh, that's a cool take on it. And I swear to God, for a, a, a parody movie, you say it again, man. Best Batman movie ever. Yeah. It hits the nail on the head of the Batman moments. When he there's a point where he's doing the Batman thing, we're trying to save Dick from falling. I'm not gonna say how or why, but he's falling to his death. And all Batman does is say, Dick. And he's like <laughs> okay, it sounds cooler when he does it in the movie. <laughs> we know the thing he does where he's just like, Dick, no. And he's like flying toward him. I'm like, it yeah. got serious right yeah. here. That's a yeah. moment out of a Batman movie. Yeah. There's a moment where the lightning strikes behind yes, the scene. Yes, and that Dark was definitely returns, done up for And it's an emotional moment. Yeah. So it hits heavy. It's like, oh my, oh my gosh. God, this is, I was sitting there going, this is better than BVS. This, this is better than BVS. This is better yeah. than BVS. <laughs> then there's a lot of, I'm not going to spoil the villains of this movie. Because there is Joker, and he's got like a bunch of like henchmen around him. But actually, I didn't see the trailers for this movie. Are they in the trailers? The other Joker villains? Is, no. Well, maybe um, now in the TV spots, but in the original trailers. Okay, I'm not no. going to spoil it. It's yeah. just Joker and Harley yeah. mainly in the trailer. Okay, so like there's a lot of villains that aren't just Batman villains Ooh. in the movie. Oh, cool. And I have never seen such a rogues gallery yeah. in a movie before. But it makes it was sense awesome. because yeah. it's a Lego movie. Uh-huh. And Lego is obviously other dimensions. Yeah. And the movie was. Warner Brothers, I'll yeah. say that. Yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of uh, Warner Brothers cameos yeah. in it. And, and when this movie did well, which all good car- animated movies do is it does stuff that apl- appeals to adults and to children. Right. There's jokes that like my that. niece got and there's jokes that I got. Like, I still think my favorite part of that whole movie is when uh, Dick Grayson meets Bruce Wayne for the first time and he's mm-hmm. like, hi, my nick- name is Dick Grayson but the kids at the orphanage call me Dick. <laughs> and like, without dropping a beat, he just goes, children could be cruel. <laughs> <laughs> I like, my niece had, I'm dying laughing. She just looked up at me and I was like, five years, you'll, you'll yeah, know what that five joke years. is. Yeah. It, it was fast too. It was a fast yeah. joke. Yeah. yeah. Just that in there. That's how the, like, the Lego movie humor is. It's, yeah. it's fast. Like, they yeah. just keep going. The only slow points were the emotional, like, singers, mm-hmm. which did so which well. Which worked. Oh and there's little visual things, too. Like, I, in the trailer, they show, like, when Alfred's talking to him, and he's like, oh, you know, Bruce, you have an existential moment like you had last year, and they showed the mm-hmm. BBS scene, and then <laughs> they, they show all the other stuff. But they actually, all the Batman movies. Yeah. <laughs> but a, they actually recreate scenes from the, like, when they have the whole rooftop Batman the animated series when he's on the roof at the end. Yes. They actually recreate that oh in Lego. Yes. Like, it's... It's they, so meta. That's you so know, they, there's a reason for the whole pow bam zoom of the the six. Yes, yeah. and they do it in the most amazing yes. moment. That is, it's things that I'm not even nostalgic for. Mm-hmm. They they handle it in a way that it does feel like it's, it's for you. Damn. If you yeah. just know of it, this was a moment made for you as a Batman fan. I'm about and to go see it tomorrow. Yeah, it's worth it. It's amazing, dude. I'm not even lying. Like I'm with it. those those Rotten Tomato scores. Underestimate it. DCU doesn't get it. Zack Snyder doesn't get it. Lego movie got Batman better than Batman has been gotten in the last nine years. <laughs> Highest of perfections. Yes, go out, everybody. Good. Go Highest out, see it now. I'm excited to go see it. Let's do it. I'm, yeah. I'm probably going to go see it again. Oh, hell yeah, I'm going to see it again. Because like I said, I was watching it. I was also watching my niece because I, w- I want yeah. to see your reactions. I just want to watch it for me. It's just a damn shame that like, the, first, <laughs> the first movie that has to deal with the Bat family and it has a Robin in it. Mm-hmm. It's a Lego Batman movie. Yeah. Not even a Batman movie. That's true. First, it's our technically our first. On, well, no, no, it's not a first on-screen Robin because we had 
Chris. Uh, we don't talk uh, about that. Yeah, we don't talk about that. No, I'm a child Robin. Let yeah. me specify that. Yeah. Yeah. A real Robin, yeah. not, not a, a real Hollywood Robin. Robin. Not a 20 year old Robin. Yeah, true. Yeah, fucking like 35 year old Robin. <laughs> 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 I'm your young ward. Like, you're 30, you have gray hair, bro. <laughs> like, we talk about <laughs> your young ward. Yeah, like after the movie, my sister had actually asked that, or was it my mother? Because they went with me. One of them was like, was that the way it always was? Was Dick Grayson always adopted by Bruce Wayne? I was like, well, technically it was his ward. Yeah. However, you want to determine what a ward is. I love you, Bat Dad. He calls him Padre the whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. And, and I know why you love the movie so much. They take so many pot shots at BDS. A lot. Like, like literally when Joker's asking him, like, aren't I your greatest villain? He's like, no, that's Superman. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> he's, he's taking shots at Superman in the opening credits. Yeah. <laughs> like it's oh hilarious. my god. Come at me, bro. And that's another thing. I'm too. your kryptonite. <laughs> like, I love that. Best opening credits is Deadpool. Yeah, he, like, he he's breaks like, the fourth he wall. Goes, All great movies start with black. He's like, oh, here we go, Warner, Warner Bros. No, what, no, where is it? Warner Brothers. Like, and he's talking about <laughs> oh the God. credits, and it's fucking awesome. I like the, the production company that comes up. He's like, I don't know what they do, but their logo's boss. <laughs> <laughs> So Dude, it's so meta. Like the whole thing. Yeah. Even just the plot itself is meta. It is. Yeah. It's the first thing that's different. The first Batman movie that's been legitimately different. Different mm-hmm. tone, different subject matter. And they mentioned it. It's like, look, you've been doing the same thing, Batman. Change it up. Yeah. And he does in this movie. Wow. Will, Will Arnett, that's the Batman's yeah. name? Yeah. yeah. He's vital. <laughs> he was right about that in the, uh, the Jimmy Kimmel special. Yes. He's redeemed himself from Ninja Turtles. Oh, oh yeah. my God, yes. Yeah. They underuse that man because he's his comedic timing is genius. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it just like in Bojack Horseman, he nails it. So, and just on a side mm, note, mm. but it's kind of a t- a- attached to it. I love how this week with all the CW shows, they were linking in the Lego stuff. Like every time it ended, it was like kneel down, Batman. It was like Lego Batman watching the credits. <laughs> yeah, brilliant CW promo tie-ins. Yeah. <laughs> They're fun. Yeah. Again, Zack Snyder. He doesn't Not know what that word means. It's <laughs> <laughs> like fun. What is that? He can stick with movie movies about zombies and you know Spartan warriors, but stay away from superheroes, please. Yeah, yeah, please. Yeah. <laughs> we all agreement, and I love to hear your opinions about when you guys see it next week. Yeah, definitely. All right, and also John Wick. I'm seeing that Ooh, this week too. That is. Ooh, that's on the list. Cannot I'm wait. All I'm gonna say is, oh, you saw it? Yes, I Ooh, saw yeah. it on Thursday night. Best disappearing pencil trick since Dark Knight. Really? Oh. But they mentioned oh, that in the wow. first movie. Like yes. Fucking pencil. Yes. <laughs> yes. Awesome. It is awesome. It's not a pencil, right? It's actually a sequel. Yeah, it's a it's sequel. A sequel. Oh, okay. Okay. All right, cool. okay. Yeah. All right, and with that, let's. That's a good teaser for next week. Next time on Blair Vision, John Wick Two, <laughs> Sam and Arsenio talk about Lego Movie. <laughs> <laughs> Watch. Only it won't be next week. Damn. Oh, that's right. Katsukon. So part part of Katsukon the crew is going week. to Katsukon next weekend, but we'll be back as soon as possible. In typical Blurred Vision fashion, we'll be here in two weeks. Yeah, <laughs> I may be recording a, a special side podcast with Michael. Ooh, yeah, Mike, that'd be our cool. good buddy Michael. So the guys that aren't going to Katsukon will yeah, get together. The two black guys not going to not Katsukon, at Katsukon podcast. Both in Jersey, <laughs> we will both be hanging out and talking about maybe even John Wick. Maybe we'll maybe call us in or good something. Idea. Call, call in. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, that would be fun. Call you on the line. Fuck this show. God damn it, no. <laughs> damn Glad, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and with that, this has been Blurred Vision. I'm Jordan with Samia, Arsenio, and Jason, and we will see you next week. Bye. Tentatively. <laughs> oh yeah, right. We did. <laughs> I just said that. <laughs> Same bad time. <laughs> Same bad channel. channel. Maybe without the soundtrack next week <laughs> or the week after, whatever. See you guys. Later. Bye. Guys. Peace.
Blurred Vision is a podcast made for fans by fans. Find us on Instagram at Blurred Vision or at our website, theblurredvision.com. You can also like us on Facebook or Twitter as The Blurred Vision. Don't like iTunes? We're also on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and YouTube. For any questions or inquiries, please contact us at theblurredvision at gmail.com. <laughs>